Welcome to the Pueblo FCA podcast. Uh, today, uh, we're here with Mariah Green... <laughs> Not Mariah <laughs> Ging- Greenwell anymore. Mariah Ngoga and Hannah Hackney, who is a softball player here at CSU Pueblo. Um, and she is uh, going to be a teacher. Um, but yeah, I wanted to introduce um, Mariah. Before we do that, I wanted to thank Leah Newman... Uh, Exit Realty Pikes Peak for sponsoring this podcast today and uh, we're thankful that uh, we can do this to share the story of what God's doing through FCA here in Pueblo. Um, But yeah, Mariah, I just wanted you to introduce yourself, a little bit of your background, where you grew up and um, yeah, what you're doing now and and what you did uh, at CSU Pueblo. Yeah, so me, uh, my background, I grew up in Aurora, Colorado, right outside of Denver. I came to CSU Pueblo in 2017 to run track, uh, study English education. Uh, I ran track for two years, and then, you know, the struggles of sports, which there's highs and lows, and Hannah can talk more about that today for herself Uh, walked away from it after two years, Uh, finished out my degree with English education, and uh, through the midst of that, felt the Lord's call to ministry. Did not feel him call me away from that degree, so I got it and uh, (laughs) continued with ministry uh, to pursue working with FCA here in Pueblo specifically. So uh, I came on in October of 2021 full-time, um, and I have been serving the high schools here in town. And then, Chance, you know, I've been helping you with the college and, and you've been helping me with the high school. So that's me. Yeah, thank you, Mariah. And it's, uh, it's been a great addition to the Pueblo FCA team. And uh, Tim Brotherton ha- kind of handed us the torch, uh, the torch, not the torch. Uh, yeah, kind of handed us the torch um, to take on FCA. And so uh, we're, we're just super grateful for the foundation that he laid and now um, what we get to do with uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, and Mariah is also a track coach at Pueblo County yeah. and getting ready to start a huddle out there. And so we're just super grateful for that. And, um, yeah, Mariah uh, knows Hannah. Uh, they were in school at the same time for a little bit as well. And, uh, yeah, Hannah, would you just introduce yourself? And Mar- Mariah and I are just going to pick your brain a little bit uh, about what God is doing. But, yeah, who you are, where you where you grew up, uh, sports you played, and then uh, we'll fire some good questions at you. Sounds good. So my name is Hannah Hackney. I'm a senior from Erie, Colorado. I was born in um, California, but I moved to Colorado when I was pretty young. So I grew up here. Um, I played two years at a junior college and then transferred in 2020 to CSU Pueblo. So um, this is my second full year here. Um, but I'll start kind of first with like my, I guess you said like childhood, right? Or like, yeah, just like your, some your of that. family. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit of your history. Yeah. So, um, I grew up with a big family. I have four brothers, uh, three older and one younger. So, uh, lots of wrestling and boy sports for a long time. Um, and then I started playing softball and when I was like, I don't know, like five years old, six years old, I was pretty young. Um, and that just took off for me. I played volleyball for a little bit. I played basketball. Uh, Mariah and I like to joke about this a lot. Um, I played basketball like my eighth grade year and it didn't last very long. Um, <laughs> too much running, but, um, softball was kind of what I stick, um, stuck with. And 
Um, the Lord has opened a lot of doors for me um, athletically and academically uh, with softball. So that's been pretty cool to see him do that. And then um, my brother was actually here at CSU Pueblo last year. He was a part of FCA and he played on the football team. Uh, but now he works full time and goes to school online. So uh, it was cool to live with him and share an apartment and kind of just work in ministry a little bit together, just going to church and like trying to bring our friends to FCA and crew and different things like that. But um, right now I'm currently studying English education and I'm also working on my master's at the same time in special education. So um, as Chance mentioned, I want to teach, um, which is how I ended up meeting Mariah I remember um, my first semester here, we had a class together, and I don't know if we sat by each other, or I, actually, I do remember this. I was the row, like, behind her, and she read something she wrote, and I was like, oh, she's so good. Like, <laughs> she's just, like, could, like, just, it was a creative writing class, and I think she, like, read one of the pieces she wrote, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, her writing's so good, and she was just, like, approachable, and then one day, um, we happened to have class, but it got canceled and I didn't know. And I still showed up and Mariah was there and we sat there and talked for like an hour an or two. Hour <laughs> two. Yeah. And we wow. just like got to like know each other and like talk about different things. And I just kind of see the Lord in that and how uh, perfect that is, is because Mariah has grown to be one of probably my closest friends. Um, and even though we've only known each other a short, I don't know, like a year and a half, almost two years now is like kind of crazy to think about but I'm really grateful for um that and that led me into just getting back in um community with FCA because I wasn't sure like um where I was sitting uh just because at Otero there wasn't an FCA there was a crew but it was so small I would say like there's um the adult leader myself as a leader and then I would bring like my roommate and like two other people would come so it was like super small which nothing on it, it wasn't bad or anything it was just like I desired that community. Uh, and so when I came here, it was uh, just a good way to get my foot in the door of getting back involved with FCA because I was involved in high school. Yeah, so that's awesome. And I know uh, it's kind of interesting. We're all three uh, education majors. Yep, true. And so I wanted to ask you what, yeah, what gave you the heart um, to, to uh, go into that area of education? Yeah, I have just known since I was really young that I wanted to teach. I remember uh, being in elementary school and asking, like, my teachers for the extra math sheets or something because my brother and I, my youngest brother, were 11 months apart in two weeks, so wow. really close. Uh, and I would get bring him home, and I'd be like, Nate, like, let me teach you this, like, blah, blah, blah. And he hated it. <laughs> and so I just remember from, like, being so young just wanting to teach. And then I was in high school when – my brother was wrestling. I was a senior and he was a junior and he went to um, state for wrestling mm. and they had um, before they started any of the matches, there were some kids with special needs that got to wrestle. And I remember just sitting there like bawling because I was like, this is just so beautiful. Like um, the people were so excited, like the stadium. And mind you, this is at Pepsi Center for high school state wrestling. And if anyone's ever been to that, it's packed yeah. and so there were so many people there um they got to like crown them and put them on the podium and it was just an experience I was like I felt so drawn and I was like the Lord just told me like right then like I had a heart for the special needs community and for teaching and it just reassured me like this is exactly where I need to be um and so that's how I kind of got involved more with uh, special education but I was like that instance it specifically something I remember as like a core memory and 
something that I'm really grateful I encountered. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wanted to start with, uh, just your testimony. How did, how did you come to know Christ? Um, yeah. What's your background and, and maybe even some ups and downs of, uh, of our, your walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then I'll let, uh, I'll have Mariah ask, ask a few more as she knows you a little bit better, but (laughs) just to, uh, yeah, expose your, expose what, what God's been doing in your heart. Yeah, so um, I grew up in a Christian household, and um, both my parents uh, raised me in the church, and I had older siblings, so um, I just remember, like, my parents always having youth group, or um, they were doing some sort of ministry, so that's something I've been involved in since I was really young, and then when I was in high school, I did missionary work, so my church, uh, my youth pastor, my youth pastor's youth pastor was going to Haiti um, after the earthquake and uh, some of the other natural disasters that happened down there. They had been going for a while and he had been trying to get them to go. And finally our church went. So we went together with the church from uh, Seattle, Washington to um, Haiti. And I remember that really sparked my, um, I guess like the fire in my heart for the Lord, uh, just in seeing um all that I experienced in Haiti. So I went my sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to go back just with being in college and then also on top of that COVID. Um, but that was something that I think really helped to um, set my journey uh, with the Lord and kind of helping me to understand who he is and seeing different parts of the world and seeing how different relationships um, with people can, how Christ can be in any relationship and just kind of seeing his power in that was really awesome. And then when I went to my junior college, um, I was, I don't know, like a sophomore and I was kind of still struggling for that sense of community. And like, um, I loved my roommates and my team and everything that was happening down there. But I also just knew that there was something that I was missing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that the typical thing that college kids do is they fill that void uh, with all the things that the college setting has to offer, right? Like the partying, the people, uh, the relationships. And I, I would say um, I've, I've never questioned my faith in God, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I was always taking it uh, seriously. And it really took me, it took COVID, and it took me um, and kind of realizing that I was struggling with anxiety and depression to understand, like, where I was at. Uh, and what I needed in my life was the Lord and not anything else. And so since kind of, yeah, I guess, like, opening up about uh, the anxiety and, and the depression that hit me, I think, has been huge for me in growing my relationship with Christ and understanding and mm-hmm also relating with other people and um kind of I think that's a taboo topic that people just want to like say it doesn't exist or if you pray enough it'll go away uh, with mm. the power of prayer anything can happen but mm. I think that uh there are some things that the Lord uses to um show his power or show how we can be uh, connected to him and I think that for me, that's mental health. And that's one thing that I feel like uh, my mom and I have talked a lot about, too, is just that um, it doesn't have to be something that is um, I have to be ashamed of, but something that I can use to connect with other people. And um, I always felt like, oh, I don't know where my community or necessarily where my mission field is. Right. Like it's with being an athlete, you're always told it's your team. It's this, but I'm, I've always felt like I could have a ministry in different places. And I think that that could be a, an area that I feel like I have 
uh, ministry in. So, yeah, I love, I love what you are mentioning mental health and God. I mean, it's part of my testimony as well of uh, how God used that to show me His need for Him um, and just humbling and and the the need for the gospel. Like we're not good enough. We're broken and. And that's not what our hope is in right now. Is is but our hope is in uh, eternity and the future uh, that Christ has saved us. And um, ultimately, sin has creeped in and and um, yeah, caused all this craziness. And yeah. um, but one day we we have hope that God will restore it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing about your mental health struggles and and I know that's something that both of you have talked about and. Um, yeah, I guess I find it interesting, especially as athletes, like, um, on the appearance, you're the most confident people in any room that you walk into. Um, and so I think that's just a super, super important conversation to have. Um, but regarding your faith as well, I also wanted to ask, um, kind of your history of being, you know, playing softball and you kind of talked about how, um, faith, you grew up in a Christian home and so um, faith has been something that you've been exposed to for your entire life. But what has your journey been as not only an athlete, but as a Christian athlete? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that, um, yeah, I guess being exposed to faith at a young age has helped me to understand where my identity comes from. Uh, my identity doesn't come from how many home runs I hit or my stats, but really just from uh, Christ himself and knowing that at the end of the day, win or loss, like I'm loved and I'm chosen by Christ. And um, that's something that I think is comforting where as some of my teammates or other people haven't experienced that like chosenness, I know that something um, athletes struggle with is that acknowledgement from coaches or from teammates or from whoever it may be. But I get that acknowledgement from Christ. And so, yeah, I would say that, um, like, words of affirmation is my love language. And so sometimes if I don't hear, like, oh, good job from my coach, I'm like, oh, she hates me. And that's, like, <laughs> so dramatic, right? That's so far-fetched. And I'm like, um, and in that moment, I kind of take myself back. I'm like, you know what, Lord? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know that my worth comes from you. And regardless of how I performed, like, I don't need to hear a good job because um, I know I'm hearing, like, good job my faithful servant from him and doing the things that I'm doing. So, yeah, got you. That's awesome. And so currently, uh, you you're in your senior year yep. playing softball for CSU Pueblo. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just want to ask, what is the Lord teaching you now, um, in your, in your experience, um, on the softball field as a Christian? Um, I think what the Lord has been teaching me, is just uh, about forgiveness, and I would say, um, yeah, maybe just, I guess forgiveness is a good way to describe it, just in some of the things that have happened uh, with the team in the fall and in the spring, and um, our season, I feel like, is a lot longer than other uh, teams, because we play a lot of fall ball games, uh, we practice all fall, and then we go into our regular season in the spring. So we're together a ton, uh, which is awesome because I think it can build good team chemistry. But, I mean, we're girls, so you're going to have <laughs> issues at times, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And so I think that just understanding, like, forgiveness, especially when 
um, somebody doesn't apologize and you feel like you need it or when I've done something um, and I didn't apologize and another one of my teammates needs that from me. So just kind of understanding like uh, forgiveness goes both ways and just trying to be somebody that um, when I make mistakes kind of still shows who Christ is and that I don't backpedal because I think that's something that um, maybe I've done in the past or something that is common for Christian athletes is like, oh, we make a mistake and now um, we're a terrible Christian and we have to like hide and fall back. And like, that's not what Christ is calling us to do is if we make a mistake, own your mistake and then act differently so that Christ can be glorified in that. And I think that that's the biggest thing that the Lord has taught me this season, um, specifically in my senior year, is that we're going to make mistakes and um, that's going to happen. But I've apologized. I've, I've gone forward and I'm, I'm doing everything I can to glorify him. I love, I love that. I, that was something that I was thinking about um, what separates maybe Christians and non-Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I, I, some of the guys that I've discipled, I told them like, Hey, it's not necessarily that we don't make mistakes. Uh, as we all know, like we're still sinners, but I think the bigger one is just owning up to it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the humility part is that, um, yeah, we have to own up and say, Lord, I I am a sinner. I've messed up and that's the gospel. Right. And he comes and he fills. he's, he's the one who was perfect for us. And so I just, I want to encourage you in that, that, yeah, it's, I had that pressure as well. Um, is like, oh, I, I messed up here, and so I'm not being a uh, great testimony or whatever it may be. And I re- I'm just reminded that um, it's it's us owning up to our mistakes and, and and turning from it. You mentioned, and I guess repentance is the Christian word. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, just turning from that and like, Lord, I need your help to change my heart. But um, yeah, I love I love that, and I I wanted to ask a question uh, about. Um, uh, you said like at your old uh, junior college didn't have the community, um, but what has been your community? I know you're involved in uh, Steel City and FCA and, and maybe other things as well that we don't know about, but uh, specifically, yeah, what has been uh, encouraging to you um, and how has God used your time at CSU Pueblo um, to, to bring that community? And then uh, sp- specifically, how has FCA maybe been um uh, a part of that as well. Yeah. So <clears throat> I remember in high school, just like really longing for a community of Christian friends. Um, I went to Erie high school and our church was in Brighton, which if anyone's familiar with Colorado, they're like roughly 30 minutes apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so youth group was really tough because, um, both my brother and I were in sports and it was in the middle of the week, 30 minutes away. So the odds of us ever getting out there wasn't, um, super common. Uh, So we just weren't involved in our church youth group as often as we maybe wanted to be. Um, And that's not like to blame on anyone. Uh, Love you, mom. (laughs) Shout out to Don. Shout out to Don and Bob. Uh, Love them. Um, I think that it just was our situation. And I think that the Lord used that uh, because I talk so heavily about community now. And I think that that's something uh, that has been... Uh, a focus of mine and so even when I went to my junior college I was excited I was like oh I want to get involved in something I want to like have that community and I just remember like having this conversation with my mom so many times on hey like I feel like I need a best friend or I feel like I need this community and I, I can't find it anywhere and when I came to Pueblo 
Um, I was really eager to join a church, and I I don't know how this happened. It's also how I met Morgan. It's really, oh, wow. like, it's just God. Like, I, when, I, when I say this, I'm like, he's so good because – I randomly met Morgan at church, and at this point, COVID was still a thing, so we were outside having church service outside, wow. and we just sat by each other, and we just talked, and then we were like, oh, we're both JUCO transfers, we're both this, like, and we just clicked, mm -hmm. and so Morgan is also one of my best friends, and I'm just like, it's amazing the way he works, right? Yeah. So just like, um, yeah, having that community has been huge because I was just looking for that my whole life, and I've never felt like I've had that strong um, tight-knit group where I can just go to them like there's been so many times where we have a group chat going on hey this is what we need prayer in or when we get together like we just have really good conversations about Christ and about different things and we also have those conversations just about regular life and different things because it doesn't always have to be um, we can only ever talk about God and Christian things right I think that can be a misconception also mm -hmm. so just like having that um, group has been uh, amazing and so yeah, I would say I'm, uh, I got involved with FCA. I did. I was a leader um, with crew for a little bit um, just because that's, like, how it worked with our schedules. And, um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Did I answer that question? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, absolutely. That's good. Um, yeah, and I, I know um, uh, I, I want you to talk a little bit about uh, discipleship and how mm -hmm. that has impacted uh, your life. I know Mariah and I have really tried to um, – yeah, just make that very intentional with within FCA and, and just ministry that we're doing in our lives um, that we, I, you mentioned a little bit like um, just, hey, we get to just hang out and, mm -hmm. and get to be around people. And sometimes we talk about the Lord and sometimes it's just real life. And I think Mariah and I have, have realized like, oh yeah, that's what discipleship is, you know. Um, but specifically, I know, um, uh, yeah, my wife and has been discipling a couple of the girls um, but how has that impacted your life? And and I know that you've also poured into uh, a, an athlete from your team and got to walk with her for a little bit. Um, but just how important um, is that in your Christian walk? And and specifically as an athlete that you maybe not get be able to get to open up with your teammates or others as much as um, as maybe the the normal student would. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, well, I think discipleship is something that has become more of a focus since being at Pueblo for me. Um, I guess I would say I had, like, really awesome youth group leaders uh, growing up, and but I never really met one-on-one -on -one with them like I do now. Um, and so, as Chance men mentioned, um, his wife Kelsey and I have been – she's been my discipler for – Oh, over a year and a half now, a long time, feels like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, crazy story, she came up to me at church and was like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And then we just like, boom, uh, became friends, and then she started discipling me. So I think that um, seeing my faith grow um, and just the discipleship and the meetings with Kelsey has been tremendous. Um, she encouraged me to, yeah, seek counseling and, like, therapy and mm -hmm. having those really tough conversations um, because it's not easy. And I feel like the Lord has blessed me in a lot of those relationships because it's such a tough conversation to have. And I had it so early on in my relationship with Kelsey. Mm -hmm. And to, like, think about that, think about such a personal conversation happening at 
um, but like almost feeling like you barely know a person. Like it's just the Lord working and like encouraging. And um, I would say that that same thing goes like Kelsey sent me a, a screenshot of our messages from a while back. And um, after I had texted her after I had met with one of my teammates uh, when I had discipled and I was like, this is amazing. Like, I just, I love this. Like the Lord is working so hard and I'm just like seeing him work is amazing. And, um, I was feeling discouraged at one point about a situation and she sent me that screenshot and she was like, this is why you're doing what you're doing. And I think that it just like brings it full circle, right? Like we are discipling people to further the kingdom, but also to like, we grow closer to the Lord in it. We see, um, when we feel like we're not working, he shows us we're working and he tells us why we're doing it, right? So I think that those are just some things that have been really awesome about discipleship and why I think it's so important. Um, and I don't think that um, it can always be super easy to start, but, you know, um, that's that thing about having the faith of the mustard seed, right? Like trusting that the Lord is going to carry us through it or um, open the door for the situation to occur. And I think that that's exactly what's happened in the discipleships that I've started and that I've seen in FCA. Cause, um, it's a new thing. We started this semester, right? With the groups. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm not sure if the people listening on the podcast are aware of it, but basically we kind of broke into three groups. So the leadership team with FCA has, um, groups for reoccurring members. And then when new members come, they, um, are just put into a group that, um, and we, go through right now we're going through Ephesians and so it's been really cool um to see the different groups work um and I'm with Kenna and Kelsey and just seeing a lot of people in my group kind of like seeing the connections in their brain or like them opening up more about what they're seeing in the word or asking questions has been um really cool because that can I think that's a form of discipleship also it might not be one-on-one but that would be I think a, a form of discipleship that's been really cool to see kind of grow because at first I was like oh I don't know how this is gonna work like and I'm kind of that as as you can tell I I don't stop talking once I start talking so (laughs) um, I'm like I just have to be quiet let other people share and then when I feel the Lord telling me to share something you know so but I think it's been really awesome yeah that's great um and Mariah I know uh you were recently involved in FCA um like as a student as well um what has you been your just um yeah, the change in um, now that you're kind of as, I mean, you were a leader, I know, uh, for uh, I think all of your years at CSU Pueblo. Starting sophomore year. Okay, sophomore yeah. year. Three years. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I know you, I think you're in the Hall of Fame for CSU Pueblo FCA. Oh, uh, yeah. Years, but for sure, <laughs> right next to Chance Rodriguez. <laughs> Um, but yeah, how has your experience been um, now? I know you're discipling uh, one of the basketball girls. Um, and, uh, yeah, what is just, have you seen and how have you seen God use you, uh, in the ministry of FCA specifically maybe at CSU Pueblo? Yeah, specifically at CSU Pueblo. Um, my favorite experience has been being able to build relationship with, uh, people like Hannah and Morgan and Roe and Kenna and, um, yeah, just the, the young women and, Um, for some of them, I'm like, you know, a year or two older, so nothing too crazy. Um, but, um, sometimes in a place where, uh, I'm maybe a little more spiritually mature and can 
spur them on in their faith in that way and encourage them in their faith in that way. And so for me, it's, it's really been the relationships that I get to continue building because I got to have those through, um, college. And, and I know one of the obstacles post-college can be like, okay, where's community and, and what are relationships going to look like now? And I've got to see those through, uh, the the time that I get to spend with, uh, with the girls, shout out to the girls. <laughs> and, um, yeah, for me, and I know I've talked a little bit about this chance, but the thing that the Lord has really been, uh, just kind of placing on my heart is the beauty of getting to do life, uh, within this Christian community and more specifically with the girls that I do, uh, get to disciple is really getting to do life with them. And, um, yeah, we, we walk through God's word and that's so important. Um, and that's the thing that keeps us anchored, but also we know each other and we get to be vulnerable and we get to grow in that. And, um, I've just loved that. So yeah, that's been my experience at CSU Pueblo. Yeah, that's so awesome. Awesome. And Hannah, I want to just ask you, I, I know you've probably mentioned a little bit on the podcast, but what is just a general struggle for an athlete um, at the college level and all three of us have played at the college level um, now but a struggle and then what's just something you just love about being a college athlete um, so yeah I'd love to hear uh, just your experience and, and thought on that yeah um, I'll start with the good first <laughs> I'd say something that I love about being a college athlete um, I don't know maybe the grind but also just like the growth that I've seen in myself, not only as an athlete, but just as a, a human being. I think that's one thing um, that Coach B has really kind of made a focus for the softball team this year is just growing as human beings and becoming um, strong, powerful women. And I don't think that's something that's a big focus uh, amongst all college sports teams, right? Mm-hmm. Growing strong, confident men, strong, confident women. Um, and I think that that's something that has been a really cool um, growth thing that I've seen in myself. Um, I also really love the opportunities that come from being a college athlete. I've uh, traveled places. I've met people. I've been to really cool events, uh, things like that. Those opportunities that come uh, with that. You also just meet people and it somehow ends up by the grace of God working out and you getting a job or getting your foot in the door somewhere. So I think the opportunities that come with being a college athlete are uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I'd say the biggest thing uh, that college athletes struggle with is, yeah, I'd say mental health because um, just unfortunately in the last few days, Katie Mayer, I believe is how you pronounce yeah. her name, at Stanford, she's a goalie, has uh, committed suicide. And uh, when I saw that, like, I just, like, yeah, yeah, like, that's just, that's tough. And I, I saw somebody post something, and it just, like, had a list of college athletes that in the last few years um, have decided to take their own lives. And it's just, like, that's tough, you know? Like, I don't know another way to explain that. Mm-hmm. And I think that mental health is a conversation that won't happen but needs to happen. Um, I don't know if that means getting sports psychiatrists more involved or how to open that conversation, but I think that's something that the Lord has put on my heart to be open and vulnerable about so other people around me um, know that they're not alone uh, because I think that was the biggest thing I felt is like I have all of these things, right? I'm a Division two athlete. I have 
um, a support system and coaches and my team and all of these different aspects and my community. But how could I feel so alone? How could I feel all of these things? Um, when in reality, I've never been alone, right? Like Christ has been with me this whole time. Um, but how do we have that conversation? And I think that's something that is the biggest struggle that um, would be huge for a, a conversation to happen. Yeah, and that's what I love about um, uh, things like FCA. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like um, those communities are so helpful just to be able to open up and hopefully be a place, uh, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, to just open up and how you're doing. And um, I'm super thankful for community as well. I um, Just a little bit. I, I did not like Pueblo my freshman year. <laughs> None of us did. <laughs> and... <laughs> And the Lord like just worked in my heart and, and community was mm -hmm. what it was for me. Like community, I met so many great people here in Pueblo and, um, the Lord had just been softening my heart for staying here in Pueblo as well. Um, but yeah, community and just being able to open up and be honest with people and be real. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I love, um, about this. Um, and I, I, um, want to ask one more question. Um, to kind of end and wrap us up, but how would you encourage um, maybe a younger girl who's in middle school or high school uh, that grew up in the, or is growing up in the church or not growing up in the church? Um, how has, um, what do you wish you would have told yourself um, from a Christian perspective, but also just in life, um, if you were a middle schooler right now or even a high schooler right now, what would you, what, how would you encourage them? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think the biggest piece of encouragement I have is, just to go back on it, is community and finding uh, your tribe, I would like to say. Um, because if you're, even if you are growing up in the church or if you're not, like, there's nothing better than having that community where you get fed. Like, I every time I leave FCA, like, I sometimes I come from practice or I come from whatever I'm doing and I'm just not in a good mood. Like I, there's been times where I'm like, I just don't want to go because uh, of whatever happened. Right. And I always end up going and I always end up leaving with a smile on my face, with joy in my heart and a reason as to like why I'm there. And like, I remember, like I remember why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I go because the community and the fellowship um, you just like, when we're in that room, like in the pack house, like you can just feel Christ there. Like you can feel the Holy Spirit's there. You know that things are happening. And um, I don't think that there's a greater feeling in the world than, yeah, having that, that feeling of being surrounded by the Holy Spirit. And I know that feeling can be uncomfortable for people who have never experienced it before, or um, it can be like, it seems scary to walk into. Uh, but I think that it just takes, like I mentioned earlier, that faith of the mustard seed, or it takes that one step forward, uh, and it, the door will open for you. And I would just encourage young athletes to, um, yeah, find their community. And uh, if you don't know where to start, I think that an FCA and wherever you're at would be a great place. Um, I also think that um, finding a friend who knows or who says they're Christian or who goes to church, um, I think that having that conversation um, is a good place too. And I want to encourage the people who do go to church to reach out to your friends because, um, that's what our, our calling is, right? Our calling is to share the gospel and there's no age, no gender, no, 
Um, nothing that makes you incapable or not qualified to do it. And so I think that's something to, to remember is like you were qualified and you were chosen um, for this. And so just know that and yeah, be reminded by that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. Well, let's wrap up and just big shout out to you, Hannah. Thanks Thank for you. joining us today. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming in and we love getting to talk with you. Share your story. Um, thanks to uh, Leah Newman again from Exit Realty Pikes Peak uh, for sponsoring for these podcasts. Uh, if you guys want to check out our episodes uh, from last time, we had Morgan Dial. She got a couple shout outs today. She got to share her testimony with the women's basketball team. And uh, we hope to see you guys again to hear for you guys to hear us soon in two weeks. So thank you, FCA's Testimony Tuesday.